0: So I'd like to share a little bit about why I write about my children. My children are the reason I write. They are what birthed in me what I consider to be my authentic writing voice. Just to give a little backstory, I was living in Vancouver and I got pregnant with my first child and all of a sudden I was unable to stand the smells Um, the sounds, the goings-ons of the city, and my husband and I decided to move out to the country. And I had no idea (laughs) what that one small choice would set in motion. And what really happened was I was removed from the rushing current of city life, and I was plopped down in a room by myself. I had no longer access to my friends, my coffee shops, my yoga studios, and I had to meet myself ultimately for the first time. And I realized I had no idea how to be with myself alone and who I truly was. And I can say that lightly now, but that was an excruciating place to sit. To not be able to run was one of the hardest things I've ever had to endure. And the only thing that really got me through that experience was my writing. So writing became non negotiable. I would sit down every time I encountered something challenging, like my grief, my hopelessness, my despair, and I would purge it all to the page say everything that was going on inside of me and that is when I started to meet the voice that I now use in my writing and this voice I've come to know as the universal heart (laughs) this kind of loving consciousness a loving stream of consciousness that really helped me shift my perspective to not just see what was hard but to also see the other side, the potential, what was being born and it helped me move through that period with more grace and not only that I actually started to believe and trust in that voice and ultimately that was my voice. So in essence I started to believe and trust in myself and I was no longer disconnected but I found myself being weaved into wholeness through that discomfort, through becoming mother, and moving to the country. So my children gave me the voice that I now use to help support myself and all those who listen. And I get the reward now to watch them grow into the beings that they are becoming. And that's no small feat. And It's a very hard one to watch as your child comes to meet his walls and as your child comes to touch into the unavoidable pain of being alive and being human. And I know that as a mother, I can't take those things away from him or her or them, but I can help hold their hand through it and help just as my voice This gentle voice of love in me has helped shift my perspective to see a more holistic, kind perspective. I am now able to do that for my children. So in being gifted this opportunity, I am in some way able to heal the child in me who was not supported and nurtured in the ways that she so needed. So that's why I write about my children because it's in exposing these, you know, first hard knocks of our lives and loving them with a more loving perspective that we heal the chasm. And it's not for my children. It's for me. It's for all of us. So this piece that I'm about to share with you now, I wrote after watching my son experience one of his cataclysmic tantrums, and what he said to me after was truly profound, so I had to write it down. So this piece is called, When a Child Meets His No." I watch his little body wreathe in anguish as he thrashes around on his back, shouting desperate cries about something not going the way he wants. He's kicking wildly and violently at whatever comes close to him. Sometimes me, sometimes the corner of his dresser. His eyes are squinted closed and he's baring his teeth like wild animals do in traps. His breath is labored, and by the flush color of his face, I can tell he's beginning to overheat. Unable to calm himself, I walk him outside to the sun-soaked deck to give him space for his eyes to clear. I find when there is no witness or wall to push against, the beast falls away. When there is no one to dance with, or rather in this case against, we come back into the nature of our heart pretty quickly. A few quiet breaths alone under the mouth of the wide open sky, and he is washed back onto the shore of himself. He comes inside raw, open, vulnerable, and shaken. And like a permeable petal, he opens in my arms. Even though I understand what he's going through, I still find it hard to witness one of his tantrums, as I know too well from my own experience, that wicked, screaming, spitting thing that lives in each of us. These troubled iterations of ourselves are hard to understand, let alone master. He told me afterward he felt there is a big no to life inside my body sometimes. This I understood instantly but was taken aback by him being able to articulate it so clearly. He's only four years old and somehow he's able to identify the stranger in his home trying to take over the wheel sometimes. I was nearly 30 before I fully acknowledged the no living in me. To this day, I have yet learned how to comfortably be with my own no. No to life, no to risking love, to becoming, to being, to having to walk and wait through the sometimes overwhelming nature of life. At some point, we each encounter the perplexing paradox Our love for life meets the ineffable no against it. I know, dear sweet child of mine, the world you have walked into. And I'm sorry the reality is a sobering one. The hardship is far too real to try and talk away with sweetness. I know too well the pain of no. I know too well, sweet one. Perhaps all I can say to reassure you is that you must feel this part of you. You must leap into the divine and bruising broth of this life. For there is no yes to life if there were not somewhere the no. Struggling as you are, comes folded into the experience of life. This struggle is somehow the hand that pushes the needle forward. The gust of wind that challenges the sea to leave the bud and look for somewhere to land on their own plot. Somehow, dearest Hugo, you will come to know your torment as the dance partner to your love. You must know the pain of refusing this love. For it somehow teaches you how to love and choose love itself. You are alright. Do not be startled. Love is hidden there always behind the breath of fire that sometimes pushes against your back. I love that piece so much because I wish someone would have gently showed me how to move through my no, and that my no to life, to a moment, didn't mean something was wrong and didn't have to be so hard. So it's a real pleasure to be able to revisit these moments, these inevitable moments, and to meet it differently. And that's how I think we begin to evolve as people into more loving, conscious creatures, is that we use the experience with our children to heal past wounds within ourselves by healing and being with them in a very heart-centered way. So I hope that peace was comforting to you in some way. And helped you understand no is part of the equation. There's no life without a no, for there would never be a yes. So thank you again for being here, for being my witness, and for loving, diving deep into the human experience as much as I do. I'll see you again soon.